Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Well, good morning, faithful listeners, and thank you for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast. My name is Jen. I am the host here. Hope you had a really good Halloween. I actually did a YouTube video about Halloween yesterday. It was a little bit late. I kind of wanted to put it out the day before Halloween, but I didn't end up doing that. So I put it out Halloween morning. Anyway, it's an episode about whether or not Halloween is the quote unquote devil's holiday. And I also mentioned some scriptural passages about Halloween. Well, not exactly about Halloween, but that might relate to Halloween and whether or not Christians should just wash their hands of Halloween completely. So even though Halloween is over with, I still highly recommend to go over to YouTube and view it, not just because I put effort and work into it and I want you guys to view it, (laughs) but also because it's still relevant because Halloween's gonna come around next year as well. And so I think it's still a pretty good YouTube video to view. You'll find it linked in the description of my podcast right here. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and read Judges 18 today out of the W.E.B. version, which is the version I'll be reading out of. But please feel free to read out of a different version if you prefer a different version of scripture. And also make sure to grab your cup of coffee this morning or your cup of tea because it is a chilly, chilly morning. We need some warmth today. But let's go ahead and while we're enjoying our coffee together, enjoy some scripture as well. In those days, there was no king in Israel. In those days, the tribe of the Danites sought an inheritance to dwell in, for to that day their inheritance had not fallen to them among the tribes of Israel. The children of Dan sent five men of their family from their whole number, men of valor, from Zorah and from Eshtol, to spy out the land and to search it. They said to them, Go explore the land. They came to the hill country of Ephraim to the house of Micah and lodged there. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levite, So they went over there and said to him, Who brought you here? What do you do in this place? What do you have here? He said to them, Thus and thus has Micah dealt with me, and he has hired me, and I have become his priest. They said to him, Please ask counsel of God, that we may know whether our way which we go shall be prosperous. The priest said to them, Go in peace. Your way in which you go is before Yahweh. Then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people who were there, how they lived in safety in the way of the Sidonians, quiet and secure. For there is no one in the land possessing authority, that they might put them to shame in anything, and they were far away from the Sidonians, and had no dealings with anyone else. They came to their brothers at Zorah and Eshtol, and their brothers asked them, What do you say? They said, Arise, and let's go up against them, for we have seen the land, and behold, it is very good. Do you stand still? Don't be slothful to go and to enter to possess the land. When you go, you will come to an unsuspecting people, and the land is large. For God has given it into your hand, a place where there is no lack of anything that is in the earth. Now, this is why it is so, so important to read all of scripture. Because honestly, if you didn't know the stories of what was going on before all of this, you might think that this is a very good story and that These Danites are just going and taking the land God told them to do and that this Levite priest is helping them and God is totally on the Danite side. That is why reading scripture in context is so 
so important. And that's also why I'm going to recommend that you go and listen to last week's episode, Judges 17, because in order to really understand what's going on today, you have to understand Judges 17. However, I will do a quick rundown about what happened in the chapter before this. So there was this man named Micah, random guy. I believe he was from the tribe of Ephraim, and he had a temple in his backyard. But this temple wasn't a temple of Yahweh, even though possibly Yahweh was worshipped in this temple. This temple was a temple of little gods and goddesses that Micah and his family had made. And so Micah, being a probably wealthy and well-off man, hired this Levite man who was like traveling around trying to find a place. He hires this Levite off the street to become the priest of Micah's backyard temple, basically. Now, of course, all of this was contrary to scripture. Firstly, Micah never should have had a temple in his backyard because the temple was in Shiloh. And God was very clear about that from the very beginning. He told his people, go to the place that I tell you to go to worship. Don't do it in your backyards. Don't do it over there. Don't do it over here. Tell, go to the place where I tell you to go. And that just so happened to be in Shiloh at this point in time. And that was where everybody in Israel was supposed to go. And Shiloh was kind of like centered around Israel. So it wouldn't be the worst journey ever for Israel to go and worship at Shiloh once a year or whenever they could. But this this man, Micah, totally disregarded all of that. And by the way, I think Shiloh was in Ephraim. So it was also silly in that sense because Micah also lived in the, the tribe of Ephraim. And he had a temple in his backyard when everybody could just go to Shiloh, which was also in the area of Ephraim. So just in general, it's not a great thing that Micah was doing. And secondly, he was worshiping idols in this temple. Now, that's probably the most egregious thing that Micah did was because idol worship, God doesn't tolerate that. God does not like idol worship because when we begin to worship other things that aren't Yahweh, we lose fellowship with Yahweh. We lose friendship with Yahweh. And ultimately, it's bad for us to lose fellowship with Yahweh because God is the one who gives us life. God is our God. And Israel, of course, all of Israel was supposed to be worshiping God. And so that's why it's interesting to note in verse one here that it says in those days, there was no king in Israel. That means that Israel had totally abandoned God as their king because God was supposed to be their king. And Israel was like, nah, we don't want God as our king. So they just did whatever they wanted to do. And that included idol worship. So Micah has this temple of idols in his backyard that people can come and worship these idols. And so he hires this Levitical priest. Well, no, he's not a Levitical priest. This Levite man off the street who is like kind of traveling around, hires him to become his priest. And so Micah was like, yeah, if I hire this Levite to be a priest, then God will bless my endeavors. But of course, that wasn't the case. Because even though this this traveling man was a Levite, that doesn't mean he was just automatically allowed or ordained to be a priest. It was the people that God chose to become priests. That's who were priests. Now, in the last chapter, we also find out that Micah, after he hired the Levite to become his priest, 
that he had a bond with the young man, almost like a father and son bond. But it's interesting to note that Micah felt this bond and not the other way around. I don't think the Levite felt the same way towards Micah as Micah felt towards the Levite. But anyway, now we're moving into Judges 18, into today's passage. So it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites sought an inheritance to dwell in. For to that day, their inheritance had not fallen to them among the tribes of Israel. Okay, so this is a problem in and of itself. Not only because Israel had no king when they were supposed to have Yahweh as their king, but they rejected Yahweh, but also because the Danites had not taken their inheritance yet. Remember in the book of Joshua, we talked about the inheritances for a very long time and where each individual tribe was supposed to go in order to take their inheritance. But we know also from Judges, I think chapter one or two, that the tribe of Dan or the Danites didn't take their land. They're actually pushed out of their land completely and forced to live in Ephraim. And so that's where the Danites lived. Now, here's the other question. Why in the world haven't the Danites taken their inheritance yet? Because this is 500 years later. This is 500 years after Joshua died. 500 years. How have the Danites not taken their inheritance yet? They haven't done it. They just were like, nah, we're not going to do it. But now they decide that they're not going to take their inheritance in Israel, the land God already designated to them, but they're going to go somewhere totally different. They're going to search around and see what land they can take for themselves. And so once again, that's why it's so important to read these scriptural passages in context, because we might think if we didn't know the other stories in scripture, we might think the Danites were doing a good thing by taking their land or something along those lines, but they weren't doing a good thing. They were doing a very bad thing, actually. So they didn't have their inheritance. And so they're like, all right, we're going to go find our inheritance somewhere else because the people who live in our area of land that we're supposed to have are too strong for us. So we're just not going to take it. So the Danites send five men from their tribe to go and search around. So they say, go explore the land. So the five men come to the house of Micah. Okay, the guy that had the temple of gods, because back in these days, you know, travelers were welcome, I guess, in people's homes. And uh, especially if Micah was a well off man, which he most likely very much was. You can see how Micah would invite people in and host them and there'd be enough room for these five men to stay in a big house like that. So the five men from the tribe of Dan come to the house of Micah. And they recognize the Levitical, the, I keep calling him the Levitical priest. He's not a Levitical priest. The young man, the Levite who became Micah's priest. They recognize him somehow. Maybe it's because this Levite was a traveler <clears throat> and had come across the five men before at some point in time. Maybe it's because they just knew him from somewhere. Or it could also just be that they recognized his accent because his accent would have been closer to their accent. And so it would be like if an American lived in Great Britain and 
met somebody who has a very northern, like North American accent, you'd be like, oh, where are you from? Like you'd recognize that accent. Well, anyway, somehow these five men recognize the Levite living in Micah's home. And they ask him a whole bunch of questions. They're like, who brought you here? What do you do in this place? What do you have here? So like, how did you come here? Like, why are you living here? Why aren't you living in a a different area or whatever? So he says to them, and for some reason, when I read this, it it was like the biggest tongue twister for me. Thus and thus has Micah dealt. It's still it's still a hard one for me. Thus and thus has Micah dealt with me. Okay, that means that the Levite is just explaining his story of how he came to live there. He's just like, this is how it happened, basically. And he says, Micah has hired me and I have become his priest. Well, the five men find out that this Levite's a priest and they're like, perfect. Tell us whether or not God is going to bless our journey and help us to find other land. So the little Levite, he says to them, Go in peace. Your way in which you go is before Yahweh. Now, if you read a different version, you'll probably see that it's worded differently. It'll say, your journey is in Yahweh's eyes or something along those lines. Or Yahweh is looking after your journey. Now, depending on how you interpret this, it could mean either that Yahweh is looking at you to help you. Or it could mean that Yahweh is keeping his eye on you. Like, you better watch your step. Yahweh's keeping his eye on you. However, the Danites are like, great, Yahweh's looking after us. And so they take it as a very good thing that Yahweh is watching them. So they're like, great, our mission here is blessed. Once again, it's good to read scripture in context to see why all of this is not as it seems, basically. So the Danites think that they're blessed by Yahweh, which, by the way, this Levite didn't even ask Yahweh anything. If you (laughs) if you look at it, he just says it. He's just like, yeah, you know, go in peace. Yahweh's looking, looking at you. okay. and you can see that the Levite, he didn't know. He had no clue. That's why he words it like this, because he doesn't want to get in trouble with these men and he doesn't want to get in trouble also if they fail in their mission. So he gives them the most basic, easy answer he could possibly give them. And I mean, how common is that? That is a very human tactic to do, is to just try to appease people without giving them the true message. Now, this Levite didn't have the true message anyway, because he wasn't a real Levitical priest. He was just a fake one. So he didn't know. He had no clue. He just decide to appease these guys and do it in the easiest way possible so that he doesn't get in trouble. So anyway, the five men leave Micah's house the next morning and they come to this area way to the north of Israel. Now we have to go back to that map I talked about like a long time ago where it shows how the tribes are broken up, you know, across Israel. And you can see that there's two different types of maps. The first type of map shows Dan right next to the sea, you know, on the on the westmost side of Israel. But then there's other maps that show the tribe of Dan both on the west side of Israel and up at the very, very tippy top north. And that's because 
the Danites right here decide to take land up at the very north part, the tippy top of Israel. There was one thing, though, that I couldn't figure out when I was researching this. Whether or not Israel at some point in time should have taken this land. And depending on the commentary you read, you're going to see some commentaries that say, yes, Israel absolutely should have taken this land before Dan right here comes in and takes it. And then there's still other commentaries, though, that say, no, this was totally not cool for Dan to take this land. My opinion on this is that this land was out of Israel's bounds. And there's a chapter in Numbers that I remember talking about where God says, do not go outside of your bounds. Do not take lands that I don't give you. Stay within your boundaries. Take the land in your boundaries completely. Don't let other people and other tribes and other pagan cultures live with you. But don't go outside of the bounds that I give you. And that was very, very clear. I think in Numbers chapter 13 and also Numbers 14. So it seems to me that Dan is going outside of their boundaries. And that God never gave this particular land to the Israelites from the beginning. Now, I might be wrong about that, but the reason I think that that's the case is because this entire chapter talks about Dan going and taking this land, and it's stated almost as a very bad thing. Like, for example, this chapter starts out by saying, in those days, there was no king in Israel, meaning that whatever is about to happen is a bad thing because there's no king in Israel, and Israel is not being governed and Israel isn't listening to Yahweh. And Israel isn't consulting Yahweh. Actually, notice something. Yahweh has barely been mentioned at all in this entire chapter. And also in the last chapter, Yahweh's barely been mentioned. And that's because Yahweh's not a part of any of this. Except for when people are just like, Yahweh is going to bless you. Like stating his name in vain. Which is what this Levite priest here did. He stated Yahweh's name in vain because that's not what Yahweh said. He didn't consult Yahweh at all. So Yahweh is not mentioned hardly at all. And actually in the past like few chapters, it seems like God's barely been mentioned. Moving forward though. So the, the Danites go up north to the very tippy top of Israel. And they're just like, look at this land that the Sidonians have. This is perfect. And then, so they have this greed over this beautiful lush land. And it belongs to the Sidonians. And it also mentions here, and I don't know why scripture would mention this, if this was a good thing for Israel to do. It says they were in the way of the Sidonians, this land that the Danites liked, quiet and secure, meaning that the Sidonians didn't bother the Israelites and were outside of Israel's territory. So that's kind of why I think that this was Dan violating the law of of staying within the bounds of Israel. So the Sidonians had no dealings with anyone else is what it said. But their land was super beautiful and super perfect, basically. Now, that is something that we see here that the Sidonians do very wrong. They had no dealings with anyone else. And that's mentioned a handful of times, we'll notice as we continue reading the story. So Sidonians had this independence that wasn't good for them. And I mean, man, isn't independence right now like super glorified? 
especially for women. I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. (laughs) But as we see in scripture and as we're going to talk about, independence is not always a good thing and it actually often gets people into trouble. So the Sidonians had this had this independence where they didn't rely on anybody else. They didn't want to rely on anybody else and they didn't have any friends in the area. They were completely alone and they thought that they were secure. So the Danites see all of this. They're like, great. You know, these people here are super secure. We can take this land super easily. So they go back home and they say to the rest of the Danite tribe, arise, let's go up against these people for we have seen the land. Behold, it is very good. Why are you standing still? Don't be slothful. Let's go in and enter and possess this land. When you go, you'll come to an unsuspecting people. See, there you go. The land is large. God has given it into our hand, a place where there is no lack of anything that is in the earth. Okay. God did not give this land into their hand, but God did give the land that the Danites were supposed to take initially into their hand. But the Danites didn't have enough faith to go and take it. I mean, the Danites are wrong. Everything about this story shows how misguided people have become in these days. They're just breaking laws. They're worshiping other gods. They're taking God's name in vain and being like, God is going to bless us. God is doing this for us. No, God is not about that. He doesn't wink at sin. He doesn't... uh, help somebody go sin. He's not like, hey, you know, I'm going to help you in your endeavor to go sin in whatever way. God doesn't do that. So the Danites didn't even realize here that they're sinning. That's how far Israel has fallen. But we'll get more into this story on Friday. So make sure you tune in then. And also check out all the links in the description because I've got the YouTube channel. I've got the Facebook page. I've got uh, the website. And you're going to find more stuff that P40 Ministries does and also that the Bible Explained podcast is a part of as well. Faithful listeners, I will see you all either tomorrow or on Friday, 6 a.m. or whenever you choose to wake up. Happy listening and God bless.